Welcome, reanimated fans, to this week's episode of our podcast. I'm AJ Conrad here with Stuart Tiffin, and it's been a bit of a hiatus due to COVID and other things. I am still testing negative. Um, unbelievably, it's kind of crazy. Uh, but my poor, my poor significant other, <laughs> it was felled by it. It's not fun. Let me just tell you that. Um, but, uh, you know, due to work and travel and other things, we've, we've been on uh, a bit of a break, but we're back. It's fall-ish now, at least here in the Brooklyn side of things, although I, I know you have a heat wave going on over there. Stuart, how are you faring? Well, hey, hi. Uh, we're doing okay. Well, it's about to get really hot here for a long time, but uh, I'm sure that it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. Mm, okay, okay. We'll see. We'll see. Um but in any case, we've got a lot of news items to catch up on, and we're going to do a bit of a review of Valley of the Dead. Um, so so to kick it off, let's talk about some news that I'm really kind of bummed out about um, because of things that we've talked about, um, you know, during the when we were reviewing Res- the Resident Evil series. Uh, unfortunately, they've canceled it. They're not re-upping it, and it's kind of... Uh, depressing because I do feel like this was not fair, especially given some other things out there. Um, certainly there were some weaknesses in the show, but I did think it was like a fun, fun romp. And I think that they deserved a second season personally, but what are you going to do? Um, what did you think about it? It was, it never got the critical acclaim that I think that it, well, it got what, like in the mid 50s from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes, which it did, but I, did I think it's still a little low for what it was. Too. I think it's low. Um, and then, you know, we, we're now seeing the same kind of thing. Although I will say, I didn't, I, I cannot totally weigh in on this because I haven't really gotten into it, but the Lord of the Rings thing, people are like kind of crazy about it. So I've, I've been seeing that like it's had a troll issue with that too but yeah lord of the rings like star wars has a healthy dose an unhealthy dose of toxic fan base yeah yeah and i guess so does resident evil and um i think that's uh that's a really garbage way to profess your love for a a franchise or anything it's or anything yeah yeah like hell when the star wars movies were potentially you know at their quote-unquote worst i was still just always happy to be in that world Happy to be, you know, on another adventure in the universe. And I also, uh, you know what? I also, look, sure, like there's certain things that don't always hit and that's fine. But I think it's kind of cool to see different people's ideas about it. And I guess I just don't really love how people are trashing on things. And I don't know, it just, it's, it's kind of upsetting. And to me, it's the antithesis of what some of these things are about. Um, so I don't know. To me, I try not to really look at some of this stuff because I just think it, for me, it destroys my enjoyment of them. Um, yeah. Well, but- I mean, well, certainly Lord the new Lord of the, the Rings of Power show had a lot, has had and probably will still have a lot of negative feedback because of the way that they've um, incorporated people yeah. who aren't white. Correct. Blow your mind uh, with that one. Um, it's doing really well. And honestly, I've watched the first two episodes and I thought they were fantastic. So um, I don't think the trolls will win in that case. Unfortunately, they won in the case of Resident Evil because well, it wasn't a billion dollar show. And um, despite it being good, it wasn't amazing. Right. So I guess, you know, if you 
and I mean, and I think the, okay. the 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 review bombing campaign seemed to like I think it scared away audience. Oh, I definitely think it did, and that's what bums me out because I just think that you know, as I said, there were definitely parts of it that I was also like, oh, I can't believe they did this, but. Compared to some other things out there, I just think it deserved at least a second season. And, you know, maybe it's just because I wanted to see a little bit more of Lance Reddick. But, you know, th- I, and, and I thought Paula Nunez, I thought that the overall cast was just amazing. But yeah. what are you going to do? I mean, and honestly, I was watching, a, I found a, there's a YouTube channel out there where um, I forget what it's called, but there are some VFX artists who uh, critique Ver, uh, you know visual effects uh, in, from TVs and movies on this you know there's a lot of these kind of channels out there but these guys every so often they'll do a video and one of the ones that I saw was where they were critiquing the giant caterpillar from the pilot yeah. and they were like this is flawless I I can't I can't see anything that I would do differently with this uh, then though when they were talking about some of the VFX from the Welcome to Raccoon City the movie they would they were um, quite critical of the uh, fuel tanker truck. Mm-hmm. crashing into the police headquarters because they were seeing i mean th- some of the stuff they're seeing is stuff that i never would have noticed but you know it's cool perspective to to see these guys be oh, like I no like those that. they took some big flames and made them small and then didn't speed them up and uh it's pretty cool to watch that kind of breakdown yeah i love i love that kind of nerdy stuff um and i do think some of the effects were great in this in this show anyway but all right but there's some other stuff going on, so we have to we have to sort of get into the rest of the news. Do you want to to take the next one away? Yeah, this is. I mean, I think I mentioned this a few, maybe a month or two ago, that like apparently development was still going on on Dead Island Two. We first saw <laughs> so trailer funny. for Dead Island Two of a guy jogging down the boardwalk in like Venice Beach mm-hmm. eight years ago. Aj. Yep. That yeah, is a minute ago. And like, you, I, I don't know, other than like a Duke Nukem or some of these games that lang- languished in development for like 10 years, there aren't many games that can come back from an eight year development cycle. And if actually, if we saw a trailer eight years ago, that means it was probably being worked on 10 years ago. Uh, so this game is almost feature complete is my understanding. They've been trotting it out at the at the cons this summer. The video that they have released now is extremely different in tone from my perspective from the first game. This is, it seems to be like GTA or sorry, Grand Theft Auto um, in a zombie apocalypse. It seems very story heavy. Hmm. I think that, that could be super interesting. Um, uh, H.A., you've seen the video. What was your just your your take? I mean, I this is the, the and again, given the fact that we were all excited about this eight years ago, like. I think it looks great, but it's one of those things where you're like, well, is this all that they have to show us? Do you know what I mean? Like they spend so much time probably. uh, I don't know. I I just think given how long it's languished, maybe they did get it up. Maybe they've gotten it up to snuff. Maybe they've gotten to a place where this is going to be amazing. Um, But I'm not a gamer person. So so (laughs) you're going to have to be ultimately the one that that weighs in on that. But we've seen this a few times where it's like, oh, Let's just, you know, we're going to show like the best parts. And that's kind of what they did with that other weird, that other trailer. Although, like, look at how far things have come at this point. So maybe they're at a point where technology and, you know, some of the the people they have working on it, they can actually turn this into a success. But we'll see. Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic about it based on what I was seeing in that video. But right. yeah, let's uh, I'll report back with more. Right. Um. 
So, um, which one's for you, H. A. Wait, which one is me? Evil is Dead it, Rise. Uh, yes, Evil Dead Rise is the newest in the Evil Dead franchise, and apparently, um, very, um, so Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi, Robert, uh, uh, Taper are all producing this. Um, so that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Um, this is the director is Lee Cronin and this is like basically a whole, like it's a fifth evil dead film. And so, um, Beth is featured in this and she's doing like a visit to her older sister. Um, and they of course find a mysterious book, uh, to, you know, which will go down the, the, um, the the same road that we've seen in the past with this franchise uh early sort of people who have seen a little bit of this is that it's um that it looks pretty good um so it's you know it was supposed to go direct to hbo max and instead it's going to be actually released in theaters in 2023 um in the spring so that's kind of they must think it's pretty good and they must have been getting pretty good reviews for it to be released in the theater so um i'm kind of excited to see this though i know this isn't your sort of favorite franchise Stuart, in terms of like and especially if you we've seen you know our commentary when we when we watched uh the most recent uh what's its face the avengers thing um oh the monsters the multiverse yeah. No, sorry. That's that's a Dungeons and no, Dragons book. It was uh, Doctor Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah. Um. So I have a feeling we're going to see some of that kind of same flavor to this, which may not be your your cup of tea, but I'm pretty excited to see it. So, so we'll have to we'll have to to get put that on our calendars for April of 2023. How many of these movies has Bruce Campbell produced? Is he been has he been behind I the think- scenes for a lot I of them? Think- He's kind of been involved in all of them. Um, maybe not. There may be one where he was absent. I, I don't know specifically. I would have to look it up. But he's generally been involved. Like, and him and the Raimis are always kind of like thick as thieves with this kind of thing. So that's cool. I mean, I yeah, I might not, I might not rush out to see it, but I still, I still respect the fact that they're, uh, they're all in on this. <laughs> still. Well, and and you know in terms of producing i guess there's different levels of involvement but i guess several people have said that all of them are are very involved in this versus you know just kind of putting their stamp on it do you know what i mean so so uh we'll we'll have to we'll have to see what happens next spring um all right the next bit of news i mean i am slightly surprised at this only given his schedule but do you want to talk about this i'm very excited about this i don't, I don't know we haven't talked too much about the boys i guess we have a little because we talked about jesse usher and how he's in tales of the walking dead and yep. you're really ex- you you love his turn I, as a train i do um and, and yeah like that show has just kind of blown me away and i feel like it's actually really gotten a lot more uh, high profile appeal even though it's so gory that it can never really be mainstream Uh-oh. unless the mainstream is widening and now it's like fine to have you know the kinds of uh decadent weirdness that uh that, that show kind of incorporates so uh jeffrey dean morgan uh, negan is going to do a guest starring appearance or appearances mm. on the boys in season four um reuniting with jensen ackles and uh what's kripke's first name I don't know. Oh, a uh, couple of his supernatural production, uh, like Kripke was the showrunner, I, I believe, for Supernatural. Yeah, Eric Kripke. Eric Kripke. 
and uh, Jensen Ackles obviously was played uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's son mm-hmm. um, on that show. So he apparently has been a big fan of the show and has been bugging, uh, bugging people for spoilers <laughs> last season, and uh, and was, you know, going back and forth on Twitter or something with Eric Kripke saying, "Hey, get me on the show. You, you know, write me, write me a part, and I'll I'll show up." And so I I guess to finally managed to do it, and I think that's super cool. Yeah, so I don't know how much he'll be in it, but it is kind of a cool thing. I'll admit I haven't watched season three yet of The Boys. Um, because I just haven't had time to do it. And uh, this isn't something that my husband is really into. He he was okay with like the first season, but then I was on my own for the rest. So yeah, it, it just um, kind of doubles down on its uh, on the, the yeah. gross factor, but it's also just a super well done show. And like the yeah, character development I, does not suffer for the oh, grossness. No, no. no, and I'm fine with it. So that's probably why I don't know how, how your wife is feeling about it, but I. No, no, I'm, no. It never even entered a conversation. <laughs> um so anyway um but i'm excited to see this i love him i'm excited to see him on all sorts of things so it's also kind of nice to see him branching out from the walking dead franchise too so he's i mean before he came to walking dead he had a huge diversity in the kind of projects he was doing and to me this is just like more of him being him Uh, yeah but you know he's had it's just a time like issue i think because why do you feel like he's so busy just because of the dead island or whatever yeah. it's called. Island. Yeah, I think what, that, what, what's that show going to be called? I don't remember. Island of the Isle Dead. Of, of, Isle of French Zombies. I don't know. Isle of Walk- um, Walking Dead. But, but, you know, he's not even just the filming part, but all the sort of PR stuff that they all have had to be doing. I just feel like it's been a pretty big time suck. So, yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, I mean, based on I, uh, Carl Urban's Instagram, it feels like they only actually film the boys for like one or two months a year yeah yeah um so um but that yeah so i'm kind of excited to see him on on this end of things and uh you know he's he's awesome um and then last i'm gonna let you do this because this is your your thing (laughs) dungeons and dragons released a video trailer a japanese commercial for dungeons and dragons that I, I guess is airing or has aired in Japan. It's in Japanese and it actually features zombies, which you don't see that much being like a front and center creature in American uh, ads for D&D or even really like they don't play up the undead all that much when they do. It's a vampire like uh, the Curse of Strahd. Uh, but in this video, which is hilarious, uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> they they go up against some zombies and they use their magic and their swords to uh, to defeat them, and it's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and like it really kind of it takes two great tastes that go great together, like Japanese mm-hmm. action and uh, and D and D, and puts them together. I was just like, how much money did they spend on this thing? Because <laughs> it's not a it's not like oh it's all green screen right like it is but it's still like yeah i don't know yeah it's pretty cool so japan and D making me happy this week yep um but anyway yeah so that's the last of the news we're gonna I now... have one other thing i want oh to talk you do about, what do you want well, two things i i guess uh you know in missing our podcast i've been reading a lot of zombie novels so i i mentioned one of them uh a couple weeks ago on one of the encore episodes which was x heroes by peter Kleins. i thought that was a pretty good book i don't know if you've ever read it uh, which is heroes and superheroes and zombies mixed together two genres 
Um, and the one I'm reading right now is called Omega Days, and I forget the name of the author, but it's it's actually pretty good. It's a lot of vignettes, the kind of the way you want a uh, a zombie apocalypse to be told in the beginning, a la you know Max Brooks. Um, so that's been fun to watch. And then also in terms of society breaking down and uh, stories like that which you and I are often interested in. I would recommend watching five days at Memorial. It hasn't ended yet. It's a mini, I assume it's a mini series uh, from HBO max. Uh, and it's about um, a hospital during and in the aftermath of hurricane Katrina mm. and how badly everything went. Um, and it goes really badly just within five days is kind of the, the moral of the story. Mm. So uh, just, putting that out there check it out all right all right i will check it out um okay so on to our review of valley of the dead um which is uh it got released on netflix in 2022 and this is supposed to be during um the spanish civil war and basically um you know it's it's it is it is in spanish so you have to watch it with like the um the subtitles and things like that Um, the dub was on by default for me which yeah for me too but um but i oh wait the dub was on by default for you weird yeah i don't know why i maybe yours always kind of reverts to that because mine always just does the subtitles it's interesting i don't Uh, know if there's a settings (laughs) page on on uh, netflix that i'm able to edit but it, yeah, it came, it, it started with, uh, well, I guess it started with German and then it switched to English. Yeah, so um, in any case, um, uh, this is during the Spanish Civil War and you've got like the usual um, sort of, there's like the tensions there. I, you know, I thought it was actually kind of fun. Um, but, but, um, what did, what is your, what was your initial take of it? It's definitely a fun movie. It's not I mean, like, it's not serious and it's not, no. it's just fun, I guess. And it's but between your, when you're super, when your hero, uh, Khan, which yeah. is apparently a Spanish name, even though it looks like Jan and it yeah, sounds yeah. like Han. Yeah, and yeah. I've never seen this <laughs> before, no, me uh, but Han is just like he's a he is like Han Solo. He's a rogue, right? Yep. Like that's his character. Mostly. Well, I actually I kind of thought it was a play on that and maybe a joke about that, but maybe I'm wrong. I but mean, anyway, it, it kind of works if it is if that's what they were going for. And what's weird is he's not the only archetype of that character in this movie because there's another no. guy, Jarrell, yeah, who's, or Hurel, who's also exactly like exactly like that. Uh, and it's a bunch of characters, and yeah. they actually a lot of them get developed pretty well over this film and and they almost all have something funny to say with a couple of exceptions uh so it's 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 a funny movie so like it's lighthearted, uh even though a lot of them die and uh, it's a zombie movie so and it's set during like a time of terrible strife that was really bad and damaging to spain yeah so um this is you know just to set the table uh we get sort of this initial like uh, sort of moment with that just starts out with Nazis basically taking out this whole wedding party um, in evil fashion. Um, you've got the scarred sort of Nazi 
doctor overlord kind of guy. Um, basically acting like he's being kind of nice to this wedding party and then just takes them all out and they go right into it. Like they, they throw some blue smoke bombs at this whole wedding party. And well, first they shoot them all with them. Well, they shoot gun. them all. And then, they, you know, and then, um, but then it quickly flips to sort of the, the setup for, um, I'm just going to call him Han. <laughs> yeah, I think that's um, fair. And he's getting ready to get taken out by a firing squad and his his uncle is apparently a, a person of power in the in the military and this is the side that has aligned itself with the nazis um yeah, the so, francoist uh, faction yeah. um and he gets yanked from the firing squad at the last minute but then has to you know sort of prove himself to his uncle who thinks he's like a, an, a just a person his uncle is like oh i've saved your butt too many times and now you have to prove your what loyalty to this army or whatever and so sends him on this ridiculous mission that seems like to be certain death. Um, I, uh, I missed who he was supposed to be taking this letter to. It was another Franco guy. Um, it was, but it's more like, you know, he's supposed to go into enemy territory with nothing but this like cowardly sidekick who'd been like basically um, taken up for uh, um, desertion, th- right? Desertion uh, de Cruz and um, Pablo as we find out later. Um, and so, you know, it sets up that and there's the whole, I, the dialogue is fun. The like sort of the repartee between the different characters is great. And, you know, it's, it moves along pretty quickly too. It's not, it, yeah. the pacing of it is pretty swift, um, but it also doesn't take itself too seriously. Well, the runtime is 102 minutes and they have to do a lot in that time. So yeah. they have to kind of, yeah, there's no, there's not a lot of time to hang out. Maybe in the the safe house later is kind of when they let it slow down. But at first it is, it's just, it's just chugging. Um, <laughs> and it's, and you know, and it's getting a lot of like the tensions and things into this, like things that I, look, I think that they did a masterful job in terms of editing. And unlike a lot of these films, I feel like, whoever did the editing here did a really good job in terms of like putting all of those things into one place and not sort of losing sight of the storyline. Um, so yeah. the script uh, is okay. Um, yeah, like when they, not- when they threaten that Nazi to get into like, to get past the wire yeah, though, it was weird. It was a still, it was a strange choice, but then the, they, they make it up. They make up for that yep. with the German kind of smiling and saying, okay, sure. Go on in. Knowing yep. that he's going to, you know, they're basically going to be dead because this is the experiment zone. Um, yeah. And the 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 uh, dog fight that he watches through his uh, the mirror on his car was um, yeah. laughably bad CG. It was pretty it was pretty bad. Um, I think they were hoping that it could they could cheat a little bit just because he was watching the reflection. But yeah. no, it was pretty rough. Um, but basically, like the tensions that they have, like he's on this mission um they make they they already set up things like knowing like his uncle makes some reference to his to to han solo's brother um who's on the opposition side and they you know and and there's a lot going on here so there's you know he's he was like a corporate lawyer and now he's in this role um pablo is like this young kid and really kind of endearing despite and you know you don't blame him for being cowardice and they have these like really funny moments where they're talking about why the war was started and why 
Pablo was like, uh, like, like about puff pastries, and that's why he got involved. <laughs> like, um, because the nuns made the puff, puff pastries, and they didn't want anybody else getting their hands on that control or something ridiculous like that. So, there's there's good moments with the script. It isn't the most you know complex of stories, um, but it moves the story in for this kind of a film. I think it does an admirable job. And there's also not- like a weird naivety to it uh, mm-hmm. with um, the sergeant who we meet, you know, in a, in a scene or two, the leader of the the communists, mm-hmm. this little group of communists, like being completely ignorant of religion. And yeah. um, like, it's kind of, it's like, wait, how long were you a communist? Like that you, do you have no idea like right. how religion works? Uh, right. Cause I feel like it was kind of new to you in Spain, maybe. I don't know. Well, and uh, also, yeah. And if you had grown up in, uh, you know, if you had grown up there, no matter what, you probably have some knowledge of it, right? Like, I don't know. This that felt a little weird, um, but I don't know. you know, that's a small, small thing. But it was kind of like a curious element because it kept it came up a couple times that he was like, "What do you even? What? How does religion work?" Um, and but you know, they're they're trying to paint this uh, incompatibility between these two factions who end up being thrown together um and i like i like the characters of this commie squad even though some of them don't stick around very long brodsky i think is absolutely my favorite with his oh, he's great. obsession with being russian and yep. talking about russian proverbs and as we say in russia uh, x y and z but he's clearly like a spanish guy yep. who's maybe born in russia but moved to spain as a baby i think was part That's of what his he said yep. uh and like he's the big he's the big dude gets taken down by a kid a kid zombie not long after his intro- introduction on the ankle man yeah i also cat. like the fact that they introduced an american character and then killed him immediately immediately uh, and also because he was being like a wanker and trying to set up a fake photo it was just ridiculous like so. a, a fair amount of um <laughs> of yep. metaphor or whatever going on there where they're just like yep yeah we're gonna take the american uh make him like a weird pain in the ass and then uh, also make him dishonest and kill him all within like five minutes of his introduction. Yep. But that was, you know, that was that was kind of good. Um, but I also like, look, they also have these like kind of like weird tropey characters, like the but kind of fun characters like the the priest killer is, you know, they make a lot of assumptions about her and she's fun throughout the the whole thing. Um and then the nun who they keep calling what the old crow or something like that. Um, That's is that sister floor is the old crow from the first scene or from yeah. the early scene. Yeah. Okay. I kind of lost track. of that. Um, and she's just kind of like doing, I don't know. It, it just, they have like some pretty good and fun back and forth between all the, the characters and um, they build. And I mean, despite the fact that it's like, it is moving along quickly, they do build these like relationships. So one of the more successful ones I think is also with um, Pablo and the, the race car driver. Yeah. Mecha. Yep. And like that is any, they don't even share that much screen time, but they managed to like have these moments because Pablo had seen him race um, when he was a kid and got his autograph and they do a callback to that later where it's like, yes, he remembered the kid. And it's just a few um, touches throughout the story. Yeah, like they it, find the find the well. Mitch's burned out motorcycle. And, and that's like the first one. And then there's another in the middle and then one at the end. But it's like an incredible. Yeah, I agree. That was like the the storytelling triumph for this yeah, movie. Yeah. 
because when Mecha does his little send off at the very end, mm-hmm. God, it's so it's so moving. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It was so, wild. Yeah. So, um, so in any case, um, and and you know the rest of it is just sort of like your your standard sort of Nazi experimentation zombie fair, which is that they came up with this quote unquote weapon, which is the blue smoke bombs, whatever they are, which convert everybody into zombies. Um, and then, you know, the the whole sort of point um, is that this group, which is opposing each other, generally bands together against this threat and also wants to try to find an antidote and understands that the wider threat is not just about this war, but about humanity so they're they're going to go and try to find the antidote um and so and and so that's kind of interesting and you know people are getting picked off like you would see in any zombie film and the nazis are nazi and evil um and the communists but, are kind of evil too at least the yeah, political officer guy yeah everybody's kind of like in there there is a, there's a lot of gray in this um and well, so there are a lot of ex- there's people on each extreme and then there's right. our band of mishaps in the middle kind of just right. like bouncing off of the barbed wire fence literally right right um but it is you know i just think as an overall um compared to other projects we have seen i just thought it was done pretty well and and they didn't have a huge budget clearly i mean even they did some pretty decent makeup with the zombies but you know they did the whole crowd thing where you see a few people up close and they're trying to like make the edits pretty quickly um so that you don't see too much um i don't know like and then they used a little bit in terms of like some of the people getting infected like the the veins going dark and that kind of thing um it wasn't you know over the top but it was and and certainly with some of the scenery you know they had a lot of stuff happening in the outside which they were probably in this one like little area that they were tromping around right like in the boat and then the the woods and all of that kind of thing they didn't really have to do a ton with sets um i would say the biggest set was probably the uh, and it was probably the same one um is what we see in the beginning and then what we see at the end uh yeah. that was just sort of like a weapons depot in the mountain whatever and it all looks the same so you know las aguilas i believe mm-hmm. is the it's supposed to be like this uh fascist base uh, and that's a pretty cool that is a pretty cool sequence um this you know after all of the uh, other adventures that they have like uh going to that little village in the church uh las aguilas though lets you see like your your heroes uh dying <laughs> a yeah. lot of the time like Jarell and mecha have a really cool send-off scene together Mm-hmm. Um, where even though they haven't been building this relationship like Mecha and Pablo de Cruz had been, um, they end up together and then, uh, oh God, when they're like, they, they decide to blow themselves up because there's no way out where they are in their truck, light up that, uh, that dynamite and say, okay, long live Spain. And then Mecha's last words are like, wait, wait, which one yours or mine? And then <laughs> they explode. <laughs> I yep. thought that was fantastic because they were on opposite sides of the conflict. Uh, but so the, the film is kind of poking fun. Like, of course, it's just long with Spain. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I thought that De Cruz's uh, exit was really cool, too, um, even though it's you know sad as like this little dude that he that he goes I out. Know. But it was a night. I mean, he goes out and he like they I kind of liked how they did it and he set it up so that he would just keep walking towards the thing, uh, walking towards the fence, even though he becomes zombified. 
Um, I thought that that was kind of, uh, that was really well done. And, and again, the touching little story about him, you know, with the, the, the race, the, the guy, the bike racer or whatever was really made that so much more poignant and better than honestly, better than it had any right to be. <laughs> and he was like this hero. And I don't know, I kind of enjoyed that part of it. Um, that was pretty impressive. Uh, and then they also had a character, uh, Rafir, who everybody just kept referring to as Muslim, mm. um, who is like the best shot, uh, basically never misses. And um, also a survivor at the end of the story, although they kind of he doesn't get anything in the epilogue, which is a bummer. I, know. I was like, that's kind of lame. <laughs> so I think they were just like, well, he's he's alive. That's that's all you get. All you need to know is that he's alive, I guess. Because oh. then they they skip from his like waking up to uh to Han and priest killer PK who are like you know cuddled together inside this weird glass box thing uh, and then they get to go on a little motorcycle ride together without rough fear and you're just like okay I guess he's just okay it's I did like. Yeah, it was a little weird. Um, and then the woman who plays Priest Killer, Ara Garrido Sanchez, is, I mean, she's a pretty well-known um, Spanish actress, I guess. Um, some, I think she's done a lot of uh, television, but she also did a film called Stockholm, which is uh, known, I guess, a little bit better than other things. I have not seen it. Um, but that was a while ago. But, I mean, she's apparently pretty well-known in, in terms of, like, projects and things like that. So, for them to have gotten her for this is a kind of a big deal. Um, and so, and I, and I like, you know, I do like seeing these different projects as you and I have talked about, like some of these just to see like different directors in different places um, for zombie films. Like this one takes place almost entirely. Like it's all filmed apparently in Catalonia, which looks pretty cool. Aside from the zombies, it looks kind of like a cool place to visit, but it makes me want to go back to Spain and visit. So, you know, hopefully I won't come across any kind of zombie experiments. Probably but... will not. Uh, I I think I, I don't know. Maybe there isn't much more to say on the movie. It was it was a lot of fun. It was uh, tropey in the way that I like those sorts of uh, tropes to be introduced to things where it's like, OK, enemies working together. Cool. Check. Nazi zombie experiment. Cool. Check. Uh, you know, lots of jokes. And uh, a couple of survivors, like when the political officer got killed, I was actually laughing out loud. I was just like, that is exactly how I wanted that scene to go. Yeah, it you was very, it. it was like instant karma. It was great. Um, but, you know, I like I overall, I really enjoyed this. I had fun with this. I laughed out loud. I just thought it was it, it addressed a lot of things. I mean, you know, the whole thing, but with um Catalonia is that it always has had this kind of tension um, and did have these tensions. And so I think it's kind of cool that they actually filmed it here entirely. And, and you know, uh, and I think that the um, this to me, it walked the line perfectly in terms of taking itself, not taking itself seriously, but also, I don't know addressing some pretty serious issues so i don't know i just thought that this was this was definitely um the creative team understood the mission here in my opinion so and that was actually definitely one of the best scenes i think um it was so fast too 
the political officers that's yeah. yeah yeah because yeah, he's being a jerk like he's pointing his gun at everybody he's aligned himself completely by himself none of the other communists are with him mm-hmm. like uh and yet and but the silent zombies waiting off screen are uh are right there <laughs> yep. so yeah yep. great that was pretty great um yeah so i, I guess what let's what do we uh what do we want to talk about the next time we get together aj oh gosh i don't even know weren't we gonna do the um we can what? do Tales of the Walking Dead if that's what you would like. Yeah, yeah. Let's we do can that. do Day Shift, the Snoop Dogg, Jamie Foxx vampire movie that came out not long ago. Um, we can do that. I'm gonna let you choose. Oh boy. Well, why don't we get into Tales of the Walking Dead? I'm really excited to I'm watch excited it. I want to see it. Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. So do you want to do you want to close this out or is there anything else that you want to say about the uh about Valley of the Dead or No, just... I'll, I'm just going to say that I think if um you are into the zombie genre this is like a fun little little respite from like a big series and it's um it's it's definitely worth checking out and I I'm glad that they finally got a release for it. I know it was supposed to be released way back in 2020 and all the delays because of COVID and everything happened. Um so you know, I I hope people are watching it on Netflix and hopefully it gets some good reviews because it, it is it is a fun little creation to watch. And I hope they do more. I would love to watch them watch whatever else this uh, team has in mind. Um, but um, if you think if you have watched this and you would like to, you know, give us your thoughts, send us an email reanimated podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, on the Twitters, Reanimated Pcast is the handle, or you can leave us um, a message on our website, reanimatedpodcast.com. And next time, we will be talking about the long-awaited Tales of the Walking Dead. So I'm super excited to talk about that with you, Stuart. Absolutely. Thank you, H.A. It's, uh, it's good to be back. It is. It is. And until next time, ciao. Alrighty. Bye.